I, this took me like a year or so to just to get just to uh, understand like Grace just gets excited about stuff and like makes songs about things. And I just thought that she was just making fun of me. So like mm-hmm. she's behind, like I'm carrying the train. Just just imagine this visual. I'm carrying the train. She's behind me. She's like oh, 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 hold the train, uh, 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 hold the train, doing whatever weird stuff she's doing. <laughs> she was carrying my food for me. <laughs> and she was excited about carrying by me carrying the food. And I thought she was making fun of me. Like yeah, you better be carrying my food. And that's like that. That's what her excitement registered to me as yeah, you better be carrying my food because that's what you're supposed to be doing. And I'm like a oh, word. <laughs> like I answered he myself. Literally put it down. <laughs> And kept walking. It has your food in it too. I don't care at that point. Everybody go. <laughs> it also has your food. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Grace. We are two trauma survivors who are married and just learning how to love, grow, and heal together. Thank you for joining our podcast, Love and Grace. As we mentioned in our intro, we are both survivors of childhood sexual trauma. And we've learned to grow together, to learn and heal. It's really been a whole journey for us. And we're just letting you in as listeners into our journey, letting you in into the kind of conversations, honestly, that we've had between ourselves about what does healing look like. Um, So the first couple of episodes, we're just going to give you an opportunity to get to know us, get to know a little bit about our journey. The first part is going to be us talking about our friendship because we were friends first. And then we're going to talk about us dating and now us being married. What does that look like being married to another survivor? So let's get started. Okay. So we met at a church. Um, I used to go to that. I grew up in that church. I was actually born in that church and then um, left for a little bit, came back in as an adult. And this beautiful young lady was there. (laughs) Um, I didn't want. Well, at first I wanted some stuff but we're gonna talk about that later (laughs) (laughs) yeah you definitely wanted some stuff um yeah i think that's a pretty accurate description um because i had been going to that church i moved to tampa because of school i went to um usf and then so i had been going to that church for a couple years and then he showed up and I didn't trust him, well, to be honest with you. you shouldn't <laughs> I didn't you shouldn't I have. did not trust him <laughs> because um I mean I guess it goes to your next question, which was gonna be what's your first impression of yeah. me? Why you my phone like that? So yeah, that was you wanna ask question. me that question and I'll so, tell you. What was your first impression of me? Um well my first impression of you was that you had put on a mask like mm. church boy mask yeah but that was hiding like other intentions and i wasn't like i was not number one i could see right through it number two i had no interest in engaging with that person the person who had the mask on um so i really just pushed you away for for a good like couple of months when when we as we got to know each other we had mutual friends and yeah. like we we're in the same like young adult type friend group friend group yeah but he kept trying to like get close one-on-one with me and i just i just wouldn't let it let it happen <laughs> what was your first impression of me earthy, <laughs> earthy? that's as well calling me a hippie y'all <laughs> So yeah, she was just like I remember one uh, time specifically we were going to the William, William McDowell Church um, in Orlando. He was uh, I think they, they would have that worship night, mm-hmm. and um, 
and yeah. basically like you were like you were in the front i was in the back and i was watching you in the in the mirror this is when i was still trying to talk to you but kind of like all right i'm not going to pursue as much because she's mm-hmm. kind of pushing back and then like i just saw you like almost like pocahontas where like she's like like can you paint with all the colors of the wind and she was just like out and it's just like in, like enjoying the breeze and just let it hit her face and just like i was like all right man i like that but like you look so serene and so and like just just weird yeah but um that's one like um my first impression of you was just kind of like man she's kind of dope and i do want stuff but i also like i kind of like her um, and I didn't know where that was going to go. So I kind of dropped the, um, well, there's a point where God was telling me, like, he, he gave me this love for you where I didn't even know you. I didn't even understand what I wanted from you. Um, but he just gave me like, he just kind of like downloaded this love. And I think it was so necessary because the way that I was approaching you. And once I got that love for you, um, I couldn't even explain what it was. It wasn't even like romantic. It wasn't sexual. It was just like, I love this woman. I don't know what's going on, but I love her. And yeah. at this point, it's like, okay, let's let's get to know her. And then I just started getting to know her, and we uh, became best friends within a day or two. Um, when we talk about our dating story, y'all gonna realize how ironic it is that he <laughs> he had the love at first sight kind of insight. I wouldn't say love at first sight. It was just like I, it was downloaded into me. Downloaded. Okay, yeah. Okay, we will stop this. Like Christianese, churchanese speak. No, 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 it no. is. That's, it is. That's computer. It was downloaded. Oh, the spirit downloaded. Okay, whatever. I uh, I was dope, and you fell in love with me at first sight. Cool. Okay, that was not that. That's <laughs> let's not. Just, let's leave it at that. Let's what's next? What was the next question? But, um, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, your first impressions of me. Mm-hmm. boom like your first impressions and what kind of um oh what are some of the triggers of our friendship like what were the uh, some of the first what what triggers um like trauma triggers yeah okay well before we go into that what's up i would say what was our mental space oh, okay, when we yeah. first met um well, you go first i've been talking okay um i would say for me personally um i you know as we mentioned I'm a survivor of childhood sexual trauma and it really didn't start to fully hit me until I was in college. So here I am, I moved to another city and it just hit me, boom. (laughs) And so I had just started my, like a year before I met him, I had just started like really addressing that and healing that, reading books, going to therapy about it. And um, I was dealing with addiction at the time, which we're going to talk about addiction a little bit later. Uh, Um, I was dealing with um, addiction at the time. And so I had really gone to, I was in a great place with God because I was healing. I was like, I was just growing. I was such, I was such in a like healthy mindset. I was not, I did not want to be pulled into like a toxic, Mm -hmm. um, situationship which i still believe that i made up that term but whatever she did not (laughs) whatever whatever what was your mental um space when we first um like around the time we met so uh, just like her i'm a uh, survivor of childhood sexual trauma uh and emotional trauma um that's the first time i'm saying that aloud so it's gonna be a lot of people anyway (laughs) the first time saying it publicly yeah um so there are 
a lot of things that were like going through my mind, I had kind of dealt with it before, but at that point I had kind of pushed everything away and I was wilding out all of 2015. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of stories from 2015 throughout this podcast that, that are directly um, connected to the trauma and like how I would, just me wilding out. Um, and we're not going to mention other people's names. No, we're not We're not saying names, but there are other people involved and we want to protect them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there's just a lot of things that I was so wilding out. Um, I was homeless, uh, partially homeless. I had a place to stay on the weekend, but uh, I was like homeless, um, staying in, sleeping in places that uh, I can't say either. <laughs> <laughs> vehicles. <laughs> vehicles that belong to other people. Um <laughs> <laughs> I can't get fired now. Um, so, and I was just kind of like in a, a space where I'm like, all right, God, whatever you want from me. But also, mm-hmm. um, I really, I just came through like a big, um, yeah, church Bring, breakthrough. Yeah, breakthrough. I was going to, I wasn't going to say breakthrough because you were talking about me. Breakthrough saying, is a therapeutic term, so we can uh, use yeah. that. <laughs> so yeah, I just came through a big like breakthrough with God. Like, all right, God, all right, you got me. Um, you've mm-hmm. you came through. It was one of those times where like He just did something for me. And I'm like, I'm trying to uh, just live like I'm supposed to live, be yeah. the um, the man that he wants me to be. So, so we were both in a period of transition. Absolutely. Basically. Absolutely. <laughs> before we before we became friends. Yeah. Um, okay. So now the trauma triggers. Okay. Um, so. Here you go. Okay. So like what were our um, triggers? So for those of you who don't know, the word trigger is basically yeah. um, when you've experienced a trauma before. Um, there could be certain experiences, a certain person, a certain smell, sound, uh, emotional response or something that really, or situation that reminds you, like unconsciously reminds you of your trauma, but you, you may not even realize at the time, but you just know that, oh my, I just reacted almost like disproportionately. Like this situation did not require that emotion. <laughs> He's laughing because remembering a couple of times where I reacted emotionally. Like this situation did not require that emotional reaction, but because of something I've been through, it triggered me. Yeah. So that's what that word trigger means. Yeah. Um. So what are some trauma triggers that we both experienced? I think it's better to... um put it into certain situations, like certain moments that we had. Why he's laughing because there's one very particular one. I'm going to tell it. (laughs) No, you got to tell your triggers. I'll tell my triggers. I was laughing at mine. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I would say for me that um, my thing is dealing with abandonment. Yeah. Um, So on top of the childhood sexual trauma, there's other types of trauma, of course, right? Mm -hmm. Family type trauma. So for me, it's abandonment. I was, you know, kind of had a very distant, abandoned type relationship with my father. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anytime I felt like he, once we actually became friends, y'all, and actually um, he, I would say he start to like let go of his mask. And we, I, once I saw who like who he really was and I was like, okay, this person I want to connect with. The mask, I did not. But once we became, mm-hmm. once that mask came off, like we got close really quickly because we just got deep, like yeah. very quickly. I was in such a real place in my life. And I think I set that tone because I was in my healing journey and I, um, and I was so open with you about my healing right. that it forced you to share 
not forced you, but it put you in a position where you felt safe to share what you were going through as well. Yeah. And then, so we went deep right away, deep conversation. There's no time for surface level stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, anyways, so I would say that anytime I felt like he was pulling away, even if he wasn't, but if I felt like he was pulling away, <laughs> I would get angry. And I have never... I've never experienced this level of anger in a friendship before because before him, my best friend has, was female. Yeah. Like I've, I've had guy acquaintances, but never like guy best friends the way we were, we were really close. So something about him being a guy and me feeling yeah. like he was pulling away from me, even though he wasn't, I would get mad. Very simple situation, right? Okay, I'm going to tell, I'm going to say, I just need to lay down the groundwork. So I would say uh, one time I, I think I was, we were texting and I didn't know he just woke up from a nap, but you know how you could text somebody, you could like just wake up, you can text, but like once you like audibly talk to somebody, it's like, it takes a lot more mental energy. So... I, so he had just woken up from that. I didn't know that I'm texting him. And then I was like, and I start driving and I'm like, I don't want to be texting driving. So let me just call him. I called him and he's like, his voice was totally like different. Like he was very like trying, like almost not there in the conversation. And I got mad and I think I hung up on him. And then I don't, he don't I, remember. I kind of don't remember this because he was I just half asleep. I just think it's funny. <laughs> I, I felt, oh, so he, I hung up on him and then it wasn't enough. Cause you know, when you hang up on somebody, you got to let them know why you hang up on them. No. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> to really like dig it in. So I start like really angrily, you know, telling him like, you know, if you don't want to talk to me, just say you don't want to talk to me. Like in my mind, I'm always like looking for exits, you know, mm, I'm always yeah. looking for exits. So, and then he's like, um, listen, I just woke up. Um, and I wasn't fully ready for a conversation, but I didn't want to not pick up because you called me. So, and it, I was like, oh, okay. But in my mind, I thought you were, you just didn't want to talk to me or whatever. And it's just something simple like that. It just shows you how like, I thought emotional distance equals he's no longer wanting to be friends equals abandonment. And then I got angry and I'm like, well, I'm going to leave you before you leave me. Boom. Hang up. So that's one of them. There's really several, there's a lot, there's a lot. so many so throughout many. a relationship. I may have blocked them seven or eight times, uh, 10 to 20 times <laughs> <laughs> throughout our friendship. Yeah, y'all. Only. <laughs> I wouldn't do that now as a married woman. No. So what, can you tell me a trauma trigger thing for you? Um, uh, one very specific one. Mine is also abandonment, um, in different ways than hers, but like it, mine is also abandonment, um, and being, um, like made fun of, but not, but in a sly way, my, my abandonment is like you abandoning me like mentally and, and still being there, uh, like still being physically there. That's, that's one of the main ones. And then like, um, I don't know. It's just like, it's just Stuff that just like just yeah, you see the, oh, you're you thinking. See the, I feel like you're yeah, like, thinking right of in, all of them uh, at yeah, the same time. Yeah, absolutely. So let me let me just, <laughs> just bring, it, <laughs> bring it down to one. Um, basically, oh gyros. There's so there's so many at gyros. You're gonna hear about gyros a lot. Um, that was our hangout spot. Yeah. So basically, um, 
we I think is like we're at Gyros. Um, I'm I got the tray for her. Um, she's behind me, and she just Grace just gets excited. Like I, this took me like a year or so to just to get just to uh, understand. Like Grace just gets excited about stuff and like makes songs about things. And I just thought that she was just making fun of me. So like mm-hmm. she's behind, like I'm carrying the train. Just just imagine this visual. I'm carrying the train. She's behind me. She's like, oh, oh, hold the train, hold the train, doing whatever weird stuff she's doing. <laughs> she was carrying my food for me. <laughs> and she was excited by carrying by me carrying the food. And I thought she was making fun of me. Like yeah, you better be carrying my food. And that's like that. That's what her excitement. It's registered to me as yeah you better be carrying my food because that's what you're supposed to be doing and i'm like a word <laughs> like i answered you myself literally put it down <laughs> and kept walking it has your food in it too. i don't care at that point everybody gone <laughs> <laughs> it also has your food can you explain why that is a trigger for you because i think um I, let's move our mics away from each other for a little bit okay um i think you know, when you're explaining these stories, if I didn't know you, I wouldn't understand why that is such a trigger. Do you think it's because you felt like I was like emasculating you or something or, or you felt like, or do you feel like it was more like a manipulative thing? Like I was manipulating you. Um, more of or taking a, advantage of you. Or I don't know. Yes. That's the word. Taking, taking advantage. advantage. Okay. Yeah, taking advantage of me. If I feel like I'm being taken advantage of everybody's going to die mentally, physically, not, not physically, but no, physical, <laughs> not please. physical, but like I have to get, These are not the type of, no, no, no. There, there's, there's no, we have a trauma informed relationship, trauma informed relationship. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, no, like everybody, like, so I have to put up barriers. Like mm-hmm. I, I just talked about this in therapy, in, in therapy, um, yesterday. So I have to put up barriers mm-hmm. in my mind to um keep people out mm-hmm. um and if you what was the thing what, what would we just say i, I just lost myself in my taking advantage dark. all right so if i feel like i'm being taken advantage of okay boom i have to run behind all of these barriers you got to go over there so everybody has to go everybody has mm-hmm. to leave like you don't matter to me in my mind at all Mm-hmm. So like even the stuff that might be necessary for me, like my nourishment, I had food on my yeah, that, the, his food was also <laughs> food on, on that, that tray. tray y'all. So like at that point, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm done with I'm done with everything. Let me go. Let me figure out what's happening. Let me regroup for myself. Yeah, and then let me come back to it. And if I'm gonna be mad when I come back to it, at least I'm mad with the with uh, I'm mad not because you may be mad, mm-hmm. but because I choose to be mad. Yeah, which is dumb because that's oh god, that's so dumb. Um, but that's that's kind of that's kind of what what's going the, through what your the, mind. The thing, what happens? Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's yeah, that's just one of them. So and, like you, you know, when you're triggered, you your anger makes you like shut down. Because I don't want to be not necessarily. I don't want to explode and give that anger because I don't know what's going to happen or like what's um, not necessarily what's going to happen. I don't like Ron Swanson. I don't want you. To um, have control over me in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So yes, whatever you did triggered me, but I'm not gonna let you let you um, get the reap the benefits of having my reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of like why I, I choose to shut down. But then it's like a slow burning anger. And yeah. Then I do. Eventually, up, you end up exploding. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, you know, I think the important thing about this conversation is that just because we're both survivors of childhood sexual trauma doesn't mean that we would automatically understand each other because we've had to talk through some of these triggers 
And even now, as we're married, we're realizing there are some things I was doing back in friendship, back in dating that I'm that I was still brought into our marriage. And you're like, this has always bothered me. And I'm and I'm <laughs> and I'm just starting to understand yeah. why it bothers you. And I would say, um, you know, same thing with you. Like we're learning to we're learning each other. It's a constant process. We'll never fully understand all of our triggers because sometimes triggers come at different like it's not always the same thing it looks different each time you know yeah so our triggers are gonna like uh they're gonna clash they're gonna gonna clash oh that's a great word they're gonna clash against each other for sure so i think that's really good what's the next question babe boom uh okay what do you like about our friendship what did you like about our friendship um I think what I liked about our friendship is that um, once we got through like the initial phase where, like I said, his mask came down and he was actually interested in genuine friendship and, you know, nothing else. um, I think that freed us to be able to have just really genuine conversations, which I don't think I've um, to that to the level that we have. I don't think I've had been so close to another, um, to a man without there being a, like no sexual pursuit. Mm. So I, that, that was so freeing to me. And because of that, we had very specific trauma, yours related to women, my related to men that I was able to work through with you that, I couldn't work through in other friendships because my other friendships were female. Mm. So for me, that was my favorite thing. Just like that freedom to work through things without the pressure of sexual pursuit. Yeah. My turn. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I think for me, it was safety, Mm. the safety to um, bear all, and not necessarily be um and feel the safety to bear all but not necessarily have to um package it in a way that you could understand i could say it the way that i needed to say it mm-hmm. the way that i felt like um the way that i felt it and if you didn't understand the way that I said it, then I can just rephrase it so you can understand it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have to cut off some of the edges and like mm-hmm. it can be as raw as possible. Yeah. But just I gotta without it, mask. Yeah, I gotta give it to you. Uh, yeah, uh, in a certain way. So that's one of my, that was my favorite things. Even to this day, is our mm-hmm. our conversations. The way mm-hmm. we were able to have those conversations, difficult yeah. conversations, yeah. Stuff, some messy conversations, yeah, stuff that may hurt you, <laughs> stuff that may um um that in any other uh, relationship uh would be kind of like um the game over mm-hmm. or like whatever it's just like okay i can have the conversation with mm-hmm. grace i know because we were friends first mm-hmm. and there was no like she kind of even now you kind of go into friendship mode when i, I do. have to tell you something i do and then like you then you come up into a marriage. wife mode <laughs> <laughs> i have to start at friend level first yeah and i'm For glad sure. that god did it this way yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, safety is definitely a big thing. And safety in in friendship is huge. Yeah. And I would say um, 
that was a huge thing for me as well as feeling safe with you because we didn't use the things that we said against each other. Oh, yeah. You know, it wasn't something, it wasn't a weapon. We didn't weaponize our trauma. And here's the cool thing. I didn't weaponize your trauma against, so I didn't weaponize your trauma against you, but I also didn't weaponize my trauma Mm -hmm. against you. Yeah. Um, What do I mean by that? Is that, um, it's definitely okay to be triggered Mm -hmm. by someone to recognize that a situation triggers you. And then, you know, as we talk through it, we realize, okay, this is, it triggers me, it hurts me or whatever. That's not weaponizing my trauma. That's just working through a trigger. But weaponizing my trauma is um, using my pain to hurt you. Yeah. And so let's say we're having a fight about something. As friends, we we did, we had fights. Um, And then to bring it up and say, you are just like my dad. You are just like, you know what I mean? So that's okay. that's a weapon. Knowing right. that you care about me, you know, you care about my pain and my hurt, me using my pain to like stab you in the heart with it. You know what I mean? Directly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so. What's your next question? Yeah, then? hold on. I wanted to answer that because I felt that was, that was really good. What being able to explain the not weaponizing? What do you um, want to say about that? So basically, I'm, I'm just thinking like, yo, like, if you did that, it kind of would have been game over for our friendship. Anything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, because like I'm not, I'm used to that. Yeah, I'm used to opening up in a tender moment, and then later on that being thrown in my face. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's my norm. Mm-hmm. So coming into this relationship, it was, oh, so this is not going to happen. I, I can, I can say stuff here. Yeah, <laughs> I can do. I can do stuff. Yeah. So like, it's like being a kid again. Like I mm-hmm. can kind of like be the the boy that I want want to be. Like mm-hmm. I can access that freedom that I know people say black boy joy, but like that that's not real. Like, like being able to like access that that kind of freedom yeah and in a relationship as an adult like it, it's just like okay man i can all right here we go yeah like i can get i can get comfortable here yeah and so i i'm just thankful to god that he gave me an opportunity for that because a lot of people don't get an opportunity to mm-hmm. experience that they're always fighting mm-hmm. so like i kind of want to um and i empathize with those people too that are always fighting because you've uh, had relationships like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I wanted, Something that you brought up was really in, interesting is talking about you able to be like a child. And I think that was something important in our friendship is um, my inner little girl found her friend in your inner little boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were like, um, and we actually wrote her song that was so cool that was another cool thing just being us being able to explore create creative things together but um yeah just me as a little girl because i felt so safe with you mm-hmm. and you felt safe with me um and we were just like navigating and being authentic like the little girl inside of me was like stepping out and and, and healing and and interacting because, you know, I spent so much of my life um, 
being older than my age mentally and emotionally. And that happens with a lot of childhood survivors mm. that, you know, they are forced to grow up right. due to their trauma or due to the family dynamic that they have. Yeah. And to have a friendship where you can be like the little girl, little boy is so cool. And um, whether it's a friendship like we had, which is like a friendship that became a precursor to marriage mm -hmm. or, um, you know, friendship we have with other people. I'm going to add, that's my next question for you okay. is like, um, how do you, um, you know, without mentioning other people's names, but like the things that we learned in our friendship, how do you apply that to other friendships like that you have with other men? Oh, okay. Um, I learned how to be there for another person mm -hmm. without being uh, with being triggered, but also kind of um, loving them through it. Yeah, like yeah, loving them through it. Um, I was used to being the the person, the guy that people come to. Like, um, if you have an issue, then like I'm already in my Bible app and fast on what you got. So, <laughs> and that was an issue. <laughs> so, and God tore all of that down. Mm -hmm. But um, that added for sure. Yeah. So. When it came to like um, other people, it was like, all right, I'm being empathetic. Mm -hmm. I can give you word, but I can also give you realness from from my side, and I can tell you when I don't have the answer. And I learned all of that in this relationship. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot of that in this relationship, and being able to do that um, with those friends um, is just like priceless. Now I've I have friends that feel like I'm like. The, a good friend to them but i'm like man i learned that in, in this relationship i learned that from god through this relationship for sure yeah i would say for me before you and i became friends i had like my best friend you know who's a female and a lot of things i learned in my relationship with her i applied to you but like i said because you're a guy <laughs> Like I had so many, so a lot of triggers, but I think what helped with you kind of like what you said is loving people through their, um, through their imperfections, through, through your trauma, through their trauma. I actually applied that to another friendship with her. I was able to work through things. Yeah. Um, and I learned that in our relationship, like to fight for, oh, yeah. for a friendship because before I tell you what, I got an issue with you. You block, you done, goodbye. I'm yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just be walking away. <laughs> you know, I'll leave yeah. before you leave. But because I learned through our relationship the power of staying and loving people through, Ooh. and I'm not talking about in a toxic relationship. Right, 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 I'm talking right. about just two imperfect people <laughs> learning to love each other. Yeah. I did apply that to another friendship. And I don't think I would have done that without our friendship first because the other, the first you know, friend I had before you, that was an easier relationship Yeah. versus you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? And the thing is like, I like what you said about like not leaving, of course, not toxic relationship, not abusive relationships. Yeah. Uh, we're not talking about that. We're just talking about people that just kind of rub you the wrong way. <laughs> you don't like their personality and it's like, all right. Or your traumas like clash. Yeah. Or your, tra yeah, your traumas clash, like something to that, like to that degree. And like it, like you said, what is it when your trauma and you have like a higher than a normal reaction? Uh, disproportionate. There you go. Disproportionate uh, reaction. So when you when that happens and you're like, well, they they did this. Now I gotta go. Um, like I, 
I have uh, uh, friends that like I absolutely uh, did that with and like even Grace like directly helped me with those relationships mm-hmm. where I was like man I just don't like this person I don't like that they remind me of me and they don't hide my trauma uh, they don't hide their trauma like I, like I do mm-hmm. <laughs> that's another thing let's, let's, let's we're gonna talk about that later on mm-hmm. so like um they don't like they don't hide it or they're they're not as um well put together or they don't uh, mask mm-hmm. their trauma as well as I do it mm-hmm. it's all on front street mm-hmm. and like I dislike that but those don't you need to have friends like that mm-hmm. like I need it personally to have a friend like that so I can kind of bounce off cuz I'm learning stuff from them also mm-hmm. it's not just me like oh, well look this mm-hmm. is what, this is how we do it like no we're going to take all of this stuff out together and then this is what we go and this is what we're going to do I haven't had a fight with that person yet but it's more like um I tension and like Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I've, we've had difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. We've had really difficult conversations that uh, I had to pray through. And when I came to them, like it wasn't like, okay, I can let you go. It was more like, a, I don't really do a, the whole let you go thing. I just like stop, not stop talking to you. I don't necessarily have that, 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 that cutoff thing. It's just like, okay, well, I'm mentally gone from you. Um, I'll stay, I'll stay in your presence, but I'll just be mentally mm-hmm. gone from you. Um, so yeah, we've had difficult conversations and in those difficult conversations, I've learned how to pray mm-hmm. through a friendship to keep that friendship and yeah. to keep on loving that person. Yeah. And there's something you said that was really good is that looking at somebody else's trauma and almost resenting them yeah. for the way that they like manifest their trauma, even yeah. because they remind you of yourself. Right. And, um, and that's something that is definitely interesting when you're in a relationship or friendship with somebody who has past trauma Mm -hmm. is that like the way their trauma manifests through their behavior may bother you Mm -hmm. and some people who are trauma survivors feel a sense of superiority Mm -hmm. over others well you know i can hide mine i'm more put together you know or i can still go to work why can't you go to work you know i can still you know, um, function. Why aren't you functioning? Um, but really we're all broken. We just have different reactions to trauma. (laughs) So my reaction is to stuff it in, but that doesn't mean I'm better than the person who their trauma is like all over the place. And one thing that Alex and I have talked about is, um, in regards to, especially in regards to anger is that I implode and Alex is an exploder who, (laughs) implodes first and then explodes <laughs> later <laughs> so um that was weird yeah, that was very weird <laughs> if you're listening to this i need you to go watch the video <laughs> and see what <laughs> i don't know if the camera picked that up but you're just like okay you had to do it again yeah, absolutely they need to see this Grace. okay um it's just interesting just the way we've talked about the different ways that Mm -hmm. um, even with different emotions, how we express them differently. And sometimes the way he expresses his emotions, I don't like, and I'm like, and I get mad at his reaction rather than understanding the root of it. And that's something even in our marriage, we're learning to work through. Yeah. That's a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> going to our dating. So, yeah. Do you have any more questions in terms of like friendship? I think we covered I think we're everything. Good. I think we're good. Mm-hmm. We can kind of talk about uh, some of the other things like. And like 
Yeah, we're we're good. Let's. I go think ahead we covered everything. Jump mm-hmm. into the dating. So next episode, we're gonna be talking about dating. We're gonna talk about how we started dating, mm-hmm. and Grace is gonna have a story. I'm gonna have a story. It's gonna be fun. It's it's gonna be interesting. Um, because we definitely had a transition period from friendship to dating, because at one point, I started looking at him differently, and then that just like. <laughs> You gotta watch the next episode. You gotta watch. You gotta watch it. It's it's interesting. I'm still trying to figure out how to tell this story because I could never tell it without being heated. Oh, that's okay. That's okay, Grace. He'll see you through it. Okay. So just to finish it off, uh, so we'll ask each other questions that you would ask your childhood friend uh, when when you're first trying to um, meet them or trying to get to know them. So, my question is, what is your favorite animal? My favorite animal, my favorite animal, animal. <laughs> my favorite animal is the cuttlefish. The what? Cuttlefish. You gotta look it up. Okay, we don't have time right now, but it's a cuttlefish. It's basically kind of like it, they call it the um, chameleon of the sea. Really? So like it, it like reverberates it has lights and like it kind of can change its entire shape really yes it is great like i had i saw it on like a um one of those documentaries on netflix no it was on uh it's nova it was like a pbs one. Oh, okay but like it changes like it literally like if it turns black it will turn um like it turned all the way black it'll turn into a specific pattern it'll really? like, look like a plant like it's beautiful so yeah that's like that's my favorite animal a cuttlefish oh, okay uh, <laughs> What's your favorite animal? <laughs> My favorite animal, okay, is I have three. Give me no, no, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I do have three. Okay, okay. Um, so um, the silverback mountain gorilla is number one. I I just love. I could watch like documentaries about my gorillas and just keep going. When I was a kid, I wanted to be like Jane Goodall and like go and um like study them and like follow them and. <laughs> Like it, it, the love for them is very, very real. Okay. Um. So that's my number one. I do have two others. You know, let's the cats it, and the light. butterfly <laughs> are my other two animals. Okay. Cats are great. They're just amazing. Yeah. I feel very connected to cats. Okay. And butterflies. But anyways, my number one silverback mountain gorillas. I love all primates, all monkeys, but silverback mountain gorillas just they're so majestic, they're so made, they're so cool, they're so interesting, they're so intelligent. <laughs> I just I just love it. I just love it. Okay, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> all right, guys. So that's that's it. Do you want to like end any no, that's very it. specific way? Cool. We'll see y'all next time. All right, see you. All right, yo. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please download our app and subscribe to us on YouTube. Our YouTube page is called My Black Therapy TV. You can also find us on Facebook under My Black Therapy LLC and our Instagram, which is at official My Black Therapy. You can also support us on Patreon just by searching My Black Therapy or going to patreon.com slash My Black Therapy.